It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family with free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants. Hi there, this is Jim the Garb, uh, Keys Bartender. You're the Jim the Gar? The Jim, Jim the Keys Bartender. I'm garbage I know, tender. I'm just, I drank my first beer and that was it. <laughs> but the, uh, the, it was funny, I had all these things written for the show and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you, right, like 30 seconds before I'm going to sign on, you go, there he was, Mr. Drunky Pants. Mr. Drunky Pants. Mr. Drunky Pants, that's yes, great. Mr. Drunky Pants, well that's what it... No, that's the title of the show, Tyler, Mr. Drunky Tyler's Drunky Pants. Well, that's... You, when you don't comes home, he's Mr. Drunky Pants. I've never had anybody just call me Mr. Drunky Pants, because usually other things happen when I'm do, doing that, and they just aren't happy with... And it's not a congenial thing to call me, you know. It's like, oh, you fucking drunk asshole. <laughs> There's no, there's no drunken pleasantries excuse. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been called a drunk asshole. No, to go and say, you ignorant motherfucker, man. You, oh, man, you're such a dick. You know, and then stuff like that. Not, not the congenial yeah. Mr. Drunky Pants. Well, it was, he was. God. He was a sweet. That actually sounds like someone you really want. Hey, um, where are you going? I'm going to hang out with Mr. Drunky Pants. Yes. He's a happy drunk. He's happy he drunk. Everyone's happy, happy drunk. to see him. Yes. Yes. So. That is great. And uh, yeah, and Jenna had hardest weekend I heard in my life. Well, I mean, no, I thought that was partying. It's just that, you, know, so you didn't get a lot of sleep. I didn't get a lot of sleep. I was up all night talking with my mom well, on the phone. Yeah. But then... Uh, don't talk anything personal. You don't want to get No, no. We were just mom. up all night long. She taught me a new limerick. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to tell it to you. I have to try to remember. Um, my dad gave me one, too. I got a Actually, no, it's not a limerick. It's a toast. Yeah. And that's why she told it me. It, I'm supposed to tell it to you, but I'm going to have to practice like it an Irish in one? my head. It's, it's, a, it's a very horrible toast, actually. Yeah? Yeah. But I have to, like, write it down, and then I'll be able to do it. What was that one? Did we do the joke about the dog? The dog? The Catholic priest? I don't think so. Did, did I do that on the air with you? If I didn't do it with you or Joe... This guy, this old guy goes to um, the church and uh, he goes to the priest. He says, listen, my best friend, my dog died. I want to have a mass for my dog. And the priest goes, oh, man, I, I know you love that dog and all that stuff, but I can't do it. I can't do it in, I can't do it in church. And the guy says, well, I want to have a, a funeral for my dog. And he goes, why don't you go down the street to the Methodist? Maybe they'll do it for you. And he goes... The old man goes, so, Father, you think if I gave him $5,000, he'll do the uh, funeral for me? And the priest goes, oh, oh, son, why didn't you tell me the dog was a Catholic? 
awesome. I know I'm pissing off some of my Catholic friends out there, but that's it's a awesome. funny it's a funny joke. I, um, and the other one was uh, my dad tells me these jokes. I, I love my dad. So um, was one. Uh, this guy comes home, and the wife goes to him. You wouldn't believe what your son called me today. I don't know where he learned this from, but he goes, he called me a bitch. And the father goes, where is that son of a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What's a limerick? You don't know the uh, limerick? You know, it's actually not a limerick. It's it's a toast. And I figured, well, mom figured that we should say it on the air because this is Key's bartender. So it's a bartending type of toast. Maybe save it for the end of the show. We'll just yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to type it out and email it to myself so I can read it because I wait till the wait till the break and you'll look for it when you're going you're going to do the sign off with the toast. I think and we'll do it that toast. you probably have a bunch of really cool toasts too. You know, like fuck Minor. you, fuck you, here's to you, whatever those toasts. You know. Oh, there's a guy right. Jack um, Jack Mahalan. We used to have a really good toast. Jack Mahalan is Jack Mahalan is a horse's ass. He is the meanest. He sucks the horse's uh, horse's penis. Jack Mahalan is a horse's ass. Don't and we drink. <laughs> Jack Mahalan wasn't a horse's ass. He was a funny guy. He's just, I don't know why they call him a horse's ass. Um, but it could have been very well been Jim Moran, <laughs> um, but they didn't do that one. So, okay, we moved on from Mr. Junk, Drunky Pants. We talked about the memes. We talked about the lady with the cat meme. So it's all about memes. I wonder where that caught on, where I love that what one. a meme is, you know? And then people are trying to adapt to it, older people are using it, and they overuse it. It's just that blew out of nowhere. The screaming, the screaming woman from yes, Desperate. That's not just, Desperate, from... Um, from a some real housewife show. Yeah, that's who said. One, one a real housewife show, and then a cat from another thing, and they put them together. And I mean, that's the biggest one I've seen. I know, but I saw one today that had it's the like same it, it cat. was like, why did that work that way? Why the fuck did it work there? So there's, there's other ones that do it, like Trump walking up with the toilet paper on his shoe, or <laughs> you know, or what? Anything? Oh, a, dog, a dog, a dog, a dog doing something. A dog, you know. Chasing their own ass or kitty. There's like a million kitty ones. Yeah, but this like the guy with the post, little kitty and the, and the hands come out, the paws come out. Freaking hilarious! It's like tapping his tummy and the and the paws. Yeah, and then oh, the and just yeah. dun dun dun. That one. Yeah. Where they they play that constant music. Yeah. And they'll shock an animal and it's dun dun. No, dun. no, this one, no, this one is is real cute. It's just it's a little. Kitty. It's a kitten. It's laying on its back and. The eyes open up and the mouth open up, and not in a scared way, kind of like I don't know. But you figure that there was just a million of them. People always looking at their cats, but they got this one—the one that is for some reason is caught on more than any—is just a shot of a a woman who kind of looks like Kate Hudson, angry Kate Hudson, uh, screaming over somebody, pointing, and a cat in front of a plate of vegetables that's not very. Excited about being there, and it's they have them having a and they weren't in the same picture, they put them together, and those two things together made it 
It's freaking hilarious, though, because the one I saw today, instead of like the Kate Hudson-looking lady pointing and screaming, yeah. it was a female white cat mm-hmm. looking at the cat and going, why was that woman yelling at me? Or why was that woman yelling at you? Goes, I don't even know who she is. <laughs> oh, there's the other one. There's the one where the girl goes, she's pointing over, she goes, where's that fucking cat? And you see these Asian kids smiling. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that was it. You know, but there's a whole bunch of different ones like that. And then there was and then one you go the like, cat. Oh, stop destroying things. And the cat opens his mouth and it shoots a laser beam and starts taking out of a city. So yeah. then the one, the one lady goes through. She, she points towards where the cat would be, but it's not the cat. And she's like, where's the cat? And it's this like... Not so gender specific looking, I think, female with glasses making a face going, did you just assume my species instead of like assuming my gender? Yeah. Where's the cat? Did you just assume my species? <laughs> I just didn't know what it took me for. It took me years to say with this meme. I said, what are you referring to? The line or the picture? It's a picture and the line. I think it's cool. You know, my, it was always um my my favorite ones are real ones that come from movies and things like that with Billy Crystal uh, playing Miracle Max in The Princess Bride. We're here. He and Carol Kane, they're, he's like an old wizard. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and they're leaving. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he goes, goodbye, goodbye. Have fun storming the castle. Right. Yeah, that, that, for some reason, that just works. That spoke to me and things like that. But why they become popular when there's... Literally billions of images, billions of in- images. If there's how many people on on social media? A hundred million, two hundred million? Oh, some ridiculous number, yeah. sure. And every one of them has fifty photo. That's Christ. That's like fifty billion photos. That's like and you can't get a photo. Why does something go viral? Yeah, why did something go viral? Uh, yeah, who knows? How does it speak to? Him? How does it speak to someone? Just those two images not being particularly. You know, there's other people. I've seen people angry, angry images before. But that one, that's got a, that's like gone with the wind. Level kind of, you want to match. Yes, at that level. You at mean, that level, sure. or Godfather or something. Like that. How does it get there? And that, uh, that's what always escapes me. And the same thing goes for podcasting. We, we, we did some, several good shows. We're, we're doing well. We're doing well, and we're about as well as I expected. I've heard other ones that are great podcasts, and no one listens to them. No one listens to them. I don't get it. Do they do as much debauchery as we do? Some of them do. Some of them do gratuitously. You know, maybe they don't have anything to talk about. But, um, no, they do. They do whatever they do. They do well. I mean, there was one I was listening to. Oh, my God. It was, um, it's, oh, what is it? It's this British guy, Nichols, I think is the guy's last name. He's a psychiatrist. And he does uh, 10 to 15 minutes once a week or once every two weeks. And he has over 200 of them. So he must have been doing it for 10 years. He, he was doing it when the podcast first started coming out. It's a real upbeat personality. But in the middle of it, he was talking about, okay, this is going to be gross, Jenna, and you're going to have to listen to this because this is going to freak you out and probably ruin your, don't let it ruin your day. Okay. Just wrap your head around this reality. Okay. Uh, There's a tribe out there, an isolated tribe, 
I'm not making it. It's not a. It's not a test question it's or a, what a thought. It's a tribe, an isolated tribe, isolated. Isolated. Okay. Okay. And one of the uh, things they used to do, I don't know if they still do it nowadays, but in order, their belief is in order to a young boy to become a man, he has to ingest an ungodly amount of semen. Yes. So they. Yes, I know. It's, it's disturbing. But in, what this guy said is it's not necessarily the thing that's done is what you think about the thing that's done. So he says these people, these guys have they been inside their tribe. They do all this stuff with the kids and stuff. And they're all the guys in the, in the tribe and the normal way of ingesting. Right. And the Kids grow up and then they're not, and it's just disproof from the people that say your behavior makes you gay because they end up, you know, marrying women and stuff like that and having family. I mean, obviously they have kids and all that stuff, um, but they're not traumatized by it because it's a tribal ritual. Okay, so. So no one in a tribe looks at it and says this isn't, you know, but I imagine the more they get. Influenced by people around them, they're going to realize that that's not the cultural norm and stuff like that. But what this psychiatrist said, if you understand it, what no, but the psychiatrist said it's what you think of what happened yes. that traumatizes you, not necessarily the thing that happened. Because uh, you have, uh, let's say, a squad of like um, uh, 12 uh, guys in, in, in combat, and they all could go through the same firefight. They can all fire their rifle just amount of time. They can kill the same amount of enemies. They could lose the same amount of friends and things like that. And each guy that comes back will be affected differently by it because of what they think about what happened. If murder and the sanctity of life is the most important thing in your life, you could be traumatized in that aspect. Or, you know, you're, you, you know, if you're just one of these people that are uh, uh, replay things in your head and things like that. So uh, it's a hard concept to wrap your head around. Do you understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah, absolutely. So say? if the culture, if your entire environment yeah. says this is absolutely normal and expected mm -hmm. in order to reach the next level. My father did it. My grandfather yeah, did it. His this is what did. we do. It's yeah. no different than this is the food we eat, on I a, would imagine. On a, on it, there would be no trauma associated on, with on it. A, we, we, I spoke about this on another show, but it was called Beyond the Golden Door. And it was about this Amazonian tribe, right? No, it's not a sex thing. No, 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 no. They, um, they're going, uh, these, uh, these missionaries in the 60s, I think, or 70s, decide to contact this isolated tribe and try to... Um, you know, uh, what do they call that when they call it the, um, the mission they wanted to? Um, oh, like the, the, the ministries that. Uh, yeah, yeah reach they wanted out. to minister to them, reach out to them. They wanted to do the messianic, pass the messianic word or something like that. Whatever. They got in a, a, um, a plane and they ended up going up there, uh, to, going down the Amazon, where whatever, and. They get in contact with the tribe and everything's fine. And all of a sudden, I think they get a couple and the guy kills uh, at least two of the missionaries. And a warlike tribe, they were warlike tribe and it's had the highest homicide rate. I mean, you think that tribe would not exist, but they, they call it 
I think they had a word for it. If you ever got the chance to see this documentary, it was amazing. Because the children of the spouses and the children go back to contact the tribe and the guy that committed the, the act. And they said it was all the things they did in the tribe. It's like if you were jealous of someone, it was called you sticking them in the side with the, we stick them in the side with a branch. That's stabbing someone or killing somebody. They didn't call it murder. They call it stick, sticking someone in the side. They had a different uh, language for it and things like that. And it was commonplace. And it wasn't seen as um, if you killed your neighbor or you wanted his wife or you wanted his property or he had a particular whatever. You, you, a total legitimate way to handle a conflict would be killing. And what happened is they went in there intensively and they created a new um, mythology for the tribe. They didn't even try to convert them. They used the ancestral kind of religion, whatever they had. They, were, they used their own ancestral religion, and they treated it as if you were walking down a path, and there were two paths. And one path was continuing life as, as it is with the sticking in the sides of the, with, the, with the spear, or going down this other path where you decide that we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to respect people. And, so, and, and, and they taught this, and it converted the whole tribe. Not to Christianity, but to this idea that murder isn't essential to their tribal way of life. It's not, it's not, it's not part of it. And they created a new tradition. You know? So, it's kind of interesting when you think of the concept that it's not the act itself, which, because the act is so horrendous considering our society, a child being forced to do that thing, that's pretty horrible, right? Absolutely. But they're not being traumatized. Pretty much like the guys in Vietnam during the Vietnam War, they expected them to be heroin acts when they came out of there. And it turned out, once they left Vietnam, a lot of them didn't give a shit about heroin because they were doing heroin in order to think they weren't in Vietnam anymore. So it changes our concept of reality, what we think about things. So you can see how one small thing happens to a person. Think about the slight that you've gotten for someone. They, someone said, well, I don't remember saying that to you. And you take it to heart. That one thing someone says, and we create this whole thing behind it. When when any anybody does anything, the story I told I wanted to the, about the guy Robert Borelli. Is that his name, Robert Paul Borelli? The guy, this guy brought his own uh, um, Jenna. He came in. I gave him his uh, bill. I gave me. He gave me his card. And when I came back with the check, he had his own pen out, and it was a weird looking pen, a skinny felt tip pen. And I go, wow, that's weird. Why? I mean, why? He didn't look like he was a business guy or anything, but he had his own pen. So he had, and then when he, it turned out it was his strategy. He so someone wouldn't alter the tip line, and he crossed out the. I think I think he must have crossed out the tip line. He didn't leave it blank, or he may have left it blank. But I mean, that may have been a way of just getting the money back later. Like so, you hope you write it down. It says, oh, this whole thing's fallacious, right? But he left it blank. And so you can point out, you think we're going to alter it? I wonder if he does that. Maybe that's another thing he does. Try to get the whole... Yeah, that's a, that's a whole, whole conversation going yeah, on. Yeah, so that was... Uh, I give the guy 
a thumb, a, a thumb and finger up. One thumb and finger up. So while I'm doing that, it's a thumbs up and a middle finger going to you. Yeah. Creative, so. but screw you for not. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Sense. That would say, yeah, listen, Lex Luthor, you don't have to be a super genius and use your your powers of uh, reasoning to come up with that kind of idea and stuff like that. And he was so, like I said, he was so nice. I was really surprised. Nice guy, but evidently there's a lot of conversation going on behind his eyes. What a lunatic. Come on, the guy's nuts. Well, no, well, wait, wait. There is, let's say there's a 4% chance he did all that and forgot to do it, which you don't bring your own fucking pen and forget to sign. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and not leave, he didn't leave any cash or anything. When that's, been, and like I said, it may sound because I'm, this is the second episode I'm talking about that really bothers me. What really fascinates me is, I, I find interesting, is thinking what motivates someone to do anything. Making Whether sure good or bad. you knew he had his own pen and making sure you knew he left no tip. I think it was all about him. But he didn't behave like that. No, I mean, of he, not. I mean, he's like—is he like Moriarty and in, in um, Sherlock Holmes? Well, even he just felt that he was—he just felt that he was better than had, you. Had that's he all. been burned before, and somebody wrote in a hundred-dollar tip on a five-dollar, you know, food order? This was on, eighty. You know. This was an eighty-dollar order. He didn't leave anything on. Right, but that's what and, and you go like this, and I'm going, but I, I, I don't know why he. Would have done that, and they come in. These people come in. One guy uh, early in the week is someone. He's a right. He's I know him. They came in and he, they didn't leave the total. The uh, they were a little off on the total. Left cash, right. Needless to say, not only was no tip, but I subsidized part of their meal. So when they come in, I'm gonna I'll first make a, a lean into them and say, Hey, listen, I just want you to know the last time you guys paid, I, I said, I'm. I checked this and stuff like that. You, you know, you didn't leave enough for the bill. I said, listen, if you don't want to tip, that's fine. You know, some people don't have them. And also, that may be an insult. Maybe I'm insulting you. But it, you know what? If you're going to do that, that's what you're going to hear from me. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to hold it back. And say, But listen, if you don't have the money to tip, I understand. You know, just pay the bill if you're going out to eat. And and that part, I, you, know, you invite them in. Um, it may sound like passive aggressive and stuff like that. But sometimes at the end of the day, you need something like that. Someone to come and get a little mad at what I said to them. I would love that. When you're absolutely in the right. Right. And you say, yeah, listen, yeah. you know, perhaps, you know, just do the math right. Get it right. Understand some people don't have money to tip. You know, we got tables here, too. You don't have to sit at the bar. <laughs> and then just invite him and wait for him to say something. He wasn't. He's not that. Yeah. Maybe you should uh, be a consumer and and pay your bill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just do that. I mean, I understand. You know, I understand. What if, and if said, you don't? Just tell me. What if, if you don't, said? If you go like this. Well, your prices are too high. Um, it's not my prices. It's a place I wear. An excuse. If they do you go to the excuse. supermarket? Try to get away with that at the supermarket. There'll be an excuse. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. Someone. It's Matthew. Someone's, Matthew called someone's screaming on the phone. Yeah, someone's Matthew screaming on the phone, in, uh, which doesn't really. And he saw Papa. So really doesn't get excited. us into the. How long does a bag? How how long does a fish last in a bag? How long does a fish? A last? goldfish last in a bag? Oh, bag of water. Hell if I know. Yeah, you don't have any idea. I had someone come in to to work the you other mean day. Like a goldfish, you buy a goldfish and it's in a bag of water. Yeah, okay, yeah, a little. Yeah, probably not long. I don't know. Someone said eight hours. I didn't believe that. 
I didn't wow. believe that. Eight that hours. Would, that would seem long to me. Almost had eight hours. You're walking around with that. I saw it on Seinfeld one time. Elaine's walking with a bag looking for their car. And she heads up the fish dies in the bag. So... Well, that's like I was telling the, the people. I, I was telling the girl. She was a high school. Um, I, Kathy's daughter, Molly. She went to. The, she wanted to get a fish. I don't know. She's going to college, and I guess they don't live that long anyway. Fish don't. Little tiny, freshwater fish. So she's buying the stuff to, for the tank and all that stuff. And she has the fish, and they bring the fish in with them to the to the restaurant. And I go, "What are you doing? Why? That's why you make a purchase like that. It's like going and getting frozen food. You know, that's the last thing you're going to do." Yes. Right when you're buying frozen yeah. food, you head to the house. You don't and go away. Down, down here at least. If you're fucking up in Minnesota, you could go right this time of year. You could go. That could be the first thing you do in the beginning of the day. <laughs> <laughs> frozen food, put it in your trunk, and it's going to be cold all day. Yeah, but if you bought the fish, you'd be frozen too. Oh, the fish. No, I'm talking about the what the fish. <laughs> yeah, you buy a walk fish. around the fish. You, you buy know. a fish, you're going straight home. One would think. Yeah, yeah you don't go. Like, you don't go and make a couple of errands and go like, oh, fuck. Then you're supposed to and, set them and they always say that egg in the tank and let the, the fish, water temperatures yeah, equal out. Yeah. yeah, The way fish experience water, it's like um, the the way humans are when they go outside into space, right? Because the fish water is that's 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 their environment. This is space for them. There's gravity. There's no buoyancy. There's nothing for them out here. Unless they're in water. No, I meant out here they're not in water. I mean, the fish that are in the canal, I'm pointing out right now. Yes, yes. You bring them up. One foot. Just like one foot. Well, it's gradual. And in our atmosphere, it's gradual to transition from. You mean to tell me that the fish will be gasping to try and. Get oxygen out of something. Yeah, yeah, and we doesn't they need have water to do it. That can't manage. It can't manage its buoyancy. We have no gravity up in space. They couldn't. They can't get themselves right. Uh, think of it. Same same thing for a fish. Yeah, taking a fish out of water is like putting a human right into space. No gravity. Something like that. Can't do shit. You're just flopping around until you're dead. God forbid if the human in space has frozen food with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's in real trouble. Why? What do you mean? I don't get that one. <laughs> He better get home quickly. No, I think it's cold out there. I guess it would be. Yeah, and then some some places it's hot. I think they're they're talking about it. So I don't know. There, that's what they say, as the their orange guy says. Okay, and uh, we're gonna go. We'll just wait. We got we twenty five minutes. We'll take a pause since Jenna got out. She's juicing herself up again. She's gonna. <laughs> we're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back. Whether you're one of our regular visitors to the Florida Keys or you can't wait to visit for the first time, you'll want to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the Florida Keys. To learn all the secrets, tips, and the stuff we don't talk about to anyone but each other, visit 43keys.com. Sign up for our newsletter and never miss any of the exciting things we have planned for you. That's 43keys, the number four, the number three, keys.com. We should be we should be talking about baby got back. Baby got back. Yes, we're back. It's funny that we that we just said we're back. Um, we were talking about um, 
<laughs> like how musicals. Uh, Papa Joe mentioned to Jenna that he can't forget the music from Mama Mia, and I said I have a problem with contrived things where they take existing music and, and put it into a story. But if they build a story and then make the music at the same time, it's pretty interesting and stuff like that. But I mean, every to each your own what they like. And then we came up with Hamilton, and Hamilton's all in rap. And I was talking to his parent. They're gonna uh, in February. Sky and I are gonna. My daughter and I are gonna go and see the uh, musical and. She goes, oh, yeah, I went to it, and I was so surprised. It was all rap. And I go, well, you know, what do you, what do you think it was going to be, like a sound time uh, uh, thing, like uh, West Side Story? Is that some? No, I don't even know. That's probably the It's not going to be. It's not your typical MGM, you know, classic But none of them are. Musical. None, none of them. No. When the first musical, when Gilbert and Sullivan started their thing, like the Pirates of Penzance or Mikado. Was Mikado there? I don't know. You know, three little girls from yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I don't know though. The geisha thing, or well, what, whatever with that. And and uh, you mentioned how Lin Manuel Nori, Lin Manuel, something like Noriega, Ortega. I'll look I, it up. Something like that. Oh my God, I'm so. I, I, I'm sorry to any of my Latin audience that I'm screwing up, but he's a fabulous talent. These guys that and the I mean I, I you remember did you ever Lin see Manuel the movie? Miranda Miranda okay <laughs> I got I got two yeah, of the names but Lin. he's an American composer yeah yeah you were like apologizing to your Latin friend well no he's a Latin he's a Latin he's a he's a Latin American he's an American yeah but the re- of Latin we talked origins. about like when you got the the comment like oh it's in rap and we both looked at each other we both. Rap is a wonderful medium to tell a story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we said, and then you said the song. What was it? You can cover a lot of Baby's ground. Baby's Got Back. Baby you Got can, Back. You can cover a lot of ground storytelling in rap. Yeah. I mean, the Fresh Prince did the same thing. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that's the whole opening. He tells, he, there's no, they don't do any previews. He tells the whole thing. Yeah. He tells the story. By the time the credits. Bel-Air. Right. Yeah. He goes, I got in trouble in Philly, blah, 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 blah. You know what? By the time the credits are done, you know his whole story yeah. got him West to where Philadelphia the first scene opens raise. up. Oh. Yeah. On the playground is where I spent most of my days. days. Yes. Cooling out, chilling, relaxing all cool. Shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight and my mom got scared and she had me moving with your auntie and your uncle in ballet. Yeah, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> go. Keep it out of Oh, man. That there's was actually good. a long version with the taxi driver, yeah. but then there's a shorter one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, then there was uh, the Humpty Dance. Well, oh, going, yeah, wait, that's wait, right. Wait. Originally, it was a Sugar Hill gang. Yes. You know, and, and rap, when rap first came out, everyone tried to steal it right away. Even Blondie. Oh, that was horrible. Blondie, Blondie did that. She stole some rap and then other groups. The only um, Caucasian group that could get away with it was the Beastie Boys. Because it kind of made fun because these three Jewish guys and stuff like that. But they, these rap guys go, well, you know, every so often there's so many white people. She's there's like going to be three. There's guys, girl. No, no. There's going to be three. There's going to be there's going to be some rap, uh, white guys that are good at it. Some of them. It's from baby just like a basketball. Back. No, but just like, just like well, basketball. You can't say there's going to be a couple. Just like um, you can't say Eminem sucks at rap. No, no, Eminem. No. There's always going to be there's always one, there's going to be one or two good white ones. No, you, you know? got a good story to tell if it comes yeah. from the heart. And rap. oh, you know, do you see that movie th- uh, Three Mile? 
Yeah. An eight mile, eight, eight mile, eight three mile. mile. Three I was thinking three mile island. I mean, it's three, a TV version. Three, no, three, three mile, mile. Three mile means three miles. Three miles where when they were rapping at Three Mile Island <laughs> at the, uh, the 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 meltdown at the nuclear tower testing facility at the testing facility. Yeah, um, it's actually just mile markers, by the way. So three eight mile is eight miles north of Detroit. That's all it means. It sets the exit. Oh, I know. <laughs> right. I, well, I know. What's it? The, what's so the, eight mile road sorry, is eight miles. Three. Uh, yeah, three hundred three. I believe so. Sort of eight one three three one three hundred three. I just remember oh, if you're down know. with the three hundred three or whatever. No, no, no. <clears throat> but when they do those rap battles and come up and they go, holy shit. It's pretty creative and stuff. I mean, I'm sure they have like, you got like 20 lines out there, maybe 30 lines that you can throw in there. And you think, I can fit this in. I got these words here. Oh, fuck. He used orange. How am I going to rhyme that? You know, there's no fucking rhyme for orange. No, but you watch those those rap battles and it's yeah. pretty spontaneous. And yep. you got to be on your toes. And it takes a high level of intelligence to throw that stuff out and put all that stuff together in a, in a moment's notice. Hey, funny that you're speaking of that. Um... We got in a discussion the other day with some people about celebrities and how, you know, down in the Keys, we run into them every so often. And most of the time Indeed you run into celebrity and you ran, you had a bad experience with some I had. You know, I just realized there can be a burden to be famous. I'm not. I don't know what that's like, um, but why would you want? If you have one interaction mostly with the person you're going to run into, who is a fan? Why would you want to come off? Why would you? You're an actor, first of all. Why not choose not to be a douchebag? Why would you purposely be a douchebag? And how could you not be aware enough to know that you're being a douchebag? Because you're an actor. You can say, well, your character, unless you only play nice people, maybe you don't know how to play a douchebag. And then you realize, well, this is me. That other person's a real asshole. No, that's the good person you play. That's your acting side. They, you're like their douchebag isn't the really good person. I mean, I, I don't get it. What is the what is the when you when you run into them and they're bitchy? I mean, listen, I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. You mean I don't the star? Want, I want the first impression. When I I want them that I don't want to leave someone with. Like uh, psychic scars, right? You know what I'm saying. When you leave, you don't want to be like, "Boy, what an imagine!" Asshole. You can't even go outside in your own front yard without buses stopping. They chose that. They chose that I, fucking way of life, Joe. No, no, no. no you they can't. dreamt of that. Guys, usually, like uh, some people say, like Jim Carrey wrote himself a ten million dollar check. And he put it on this thing. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this money one day. He wrote and that. It gets but old. But he, he's, he's not a bad guy. It gets old. Listen, I've, I've met what they, I guess, call the A-listers, the yeah. movie stars. Yeah. I've run into in the capacity of what I used to do. Did we talk about this previously? Many. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned it from time to time. And Why would you choose are, to be that? Why would, why would your first instinct be, why would you say, hey, listen, I appreciate it. I don't have the time right now. But thank you very much, and most have a of great them day. they finesse it wonderfully. Yeah, um, the the seasoned actor and even some of the young ones, um, they'll all real quick. They'll keep moving. First of all, they won't stop. Yeah. They'll keep moving. They'll acknowledge you yeah. with a wave. Nice to see you. And and you know what? Ninety nine percent of the time, 
that's enough. Yep. But what I can tell they must hate is, remember, they're followed by lunatics as well. They're hunting, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're followed by lunatics. I remember the shit that David Letterman had going. Yes, and, yes. Uh, Look, I, imagine so that I have a cousin who has well, I mean, you're not several, by, several I gold you're, albums, all right? So she, she was, I don't think you're followed by lunatics. Yes, you I are. That, no, no, wait. Hold on, Joe. I just want to say thing. I think there's lunatics out there that attach themselves to certain ideas. <laughs> and and that's what you're saying is I'm not I'm putting the cart before the I'm putting the cart after the horse, meaning there are lunatics already. And they attach himself to existing celebrity. Okay. And they don't become lunatic in their obsession. The lunacy existed prior. Okay. So call it what you want. I'll just say that they're lunatics. And they could show up at your house. They can show up in your in your hotel room. They're capable of anything. And, you, you, you know, th- that's scary as shit if you're an actor or an actress, or a yeah. performer of any kind. And it, it takes a lot of finesse to sort of dedicate that energy to dealing with that. Yeah. And I've met some that are absolutely disgustingly rude. I won't mention any names, Don Johnson. Don Johnson? Don Johnson was an asshole? <laughs> once upon a time, you know, in, in, you know, at the height of Miami Vice, uh, I had no use uh, for, for this guy. Uh, I thought he was horrible. Um, I understand now through another mutual friend that uh, not a bad guy. Yeah, he's just but he was at the height of his stardom in Miami Vice. Yeah, and well, if you were in Miami at the time, everyone was ate up with Miami Vice. Why shouldn't the stars be ate up with their own right. created well, persona? They, mean, they get a big head about it. They get a big head. But wait, wait, wait! I, Wasn't that movie Euro Trip? The guy could get stuck in Eastern Europe. And the guy brings that, comes out, brings his seat, bike seat out, and he goes, "Hey, Americans, you lost." He goes, "Miami Vice, bang bang." I mean, it's because they get their shows thirty years <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Like hey, Miami Vice, bang bang." I'm like, "Holy shit, are you kidding me?" I will, I will tell you this uh, that I think I don't think that half of them sign up for what they think it's going to be, and a lot of those people that you know. That, I mean, that you got to appreciate. You got to be your majors and things that they want to make it big. They want to make the real money. They do whatever, but they yeah. don't realize that they're sacrificing every ounce. Of I know there was uh, there was had. all these people you see in movies and are also rang, um, and then they win an Academy Award. Like they're, they're like the the. Um, not the, the always in the supporting supporting role, and then every so often yeah. one of them breaks out. There was Cherry Jones, I think. I think I think that's her name. She was originally she was like the sheriff in that um, Mel Gibson movie, um, Night Movie Signs. Remember with the aliens attack okay. his family, and she was and the sheriff, and she ended up being um, getting an Academy Award, playing I think playing a nun. And something else. Yeah. And I swear to God, I mean, I guess, oh no, she's not big enough now. Who kind of really shot up there when they were older? Like, there, there's some people that weren't famous when they were young, but when they got older, they oh, were famous. Um, Betty gosh. White was. And Betty White was always famous, believe yeah, it or no, not. She was. She was. I'm, and I'm, have you ever seen her pictures when she was younger? Holy she shit. She was a hottie. She was so gorgeous and talented with the singing stuff like that. With that crazy 50s hairdo and stuff like that. You're looking at her and she's like a perfection. 
You know, just the way she moved her face, the way. Allison Janney. Allison Janney is one that oh, just recently got. She got famous she, by playing Tanya Harding's mom in I Tanya. Well, actually, but, I re- I recognize her from West Wing, and then she was in American Beauty. She played a um, abused wife. That movie American yeah, Beauty, yeah, Kevin yeah. Spacey. But see, that I didn't. Re- I wouldn't have recognized yeah, her from that. Oh no! I mean, but like she was such a she was such a great actress. So now she's so well known, and she's on a regular show with. Uh, I know oh, she could God. carry the whole thing. You could in the starring role and stuff. Helen Mirren. Yeah, Helen, Helen Mirren, Mirren was. Uh, she was a British actress. She was she known was, in Britain. She, yes, she was known in Britain. Yep. And then when she was fifty, fifty, sixty years old, it's like the United States is Helen, Helen Mirren. You know she's going to play Catherine the Great. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. Helen yep. Mirren is actually Dame. Helen Mirren. She's a dame. Just like it's Judy Dench. Although, yeah. Judy Dench was yep, the same way, yep. too. But Helen Mirren, I believe it was Helen Mirren, um, used to live with Liam Neeson back when they were both, like, actors in Britain. Oh, yeah. Years, oh, you years know what? Ago. They were both in the same movie. Oh, were they? Maybe that was when they, they were in the up. movie. They, they were in the movie. They were in the movie. Years. It was a sword. They hooked up. It was, they did. Okay, I'm going to give you they a couple of hints. They lived together for It was years. a sword and a sorcerer movie. Oh, a classic tale. There you go. Now, Helen Mirren was uh, Morgana. Yes. And Liam Neeson was... The Knight. Uh, I think he was... No, he wasn't Galahad. It wasn't Galahad. It was the other one. He played uh, Arthur's number one. So it was... No, no, he wasn't Lancelot. No, Lancelot was that good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. He was all, he was he was there, but he had he had the one there. He was he was the one... If I read... I read all the, um, the Tennyson... Uh, no, but he was a knight that he his power was until the sun he would start fighting in the morning and the sun got to the highest guy it's when he was the strongest and no one could ever beat him I know it was a weird thing they always had these myth it's all mythology and how we got in there but we're talking about celebrities and so um, what's her name Meghan Markle Meghan Markle is the biggest one yeah I was going to say no I never knew who she was I never I knew she was never. in a small she was in soap opera right mm. soap opera star I mean, unless you know who she is, if she walked into the place, now I know who she is. But now she's a queen, uh, the princess, the uh, um, you know, whose husband's third in line for the throne. throne is or he something. third? Yeah, he is. Yeah, third. because yeah, they're going to skip Charles and go to William, and then so maybe second. What Charles? No, they can't skip Charles. Why queen are they going to skip him? Queen can. Well, she can, but he, technically Charles is in line to the throne. Well, yeah, still they, in, they seem, he's still in line, isn't he? Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, if if there's no plans or something like that, they're saying that they just don't want a divorced um, person to be there. Uh, they still have that thing. That's the thing that got, that's the thing that got the, the, her grand-uncle from Edward. doing it, right? Edward, he was marrying a twice-divorced American, Wallace Simpson. Yep. Um yeah, yes, right before well, World War Two. But here's right. here's the thing. Then, then you can't say that about Harry. Harry then would not be in line at all because Meghan Markle is his second or her second husband. That's she's been married before. Oh, she has. Yes, she, and she's older than him. She's in her late thirties. Well, the king wasn't divorced. The king's the uh, the, the prince. He wasn't divorced. That's the one. So, that's the cross in the Rubicon. Right, but so she they weren't married in the uh, they weren't married in the Church of England. The king wasn't. Uh, so the first time they wouldn't have it. This time it's because Diana and and Charles were married in by the Archbishop of Canterbury. Maybe I think 
Think about it. He's the head. He's the titular I, head of the Church of England. The highest person. The highest person in the Church of England. Yeah, the guy with the funny dress. Is no, it's, it's the monarch, and then it's the cardinal. The, the monarch is. I think the monarch's the highest one. I could be wrong because that's the reason why Henry VIII separated from the Catholic Church so he can get his own divorces. Well, this is kind of funny, right? Oh, they founded the church so the guy could get a divorce and he wouldn't let another king become because he was marrying someone who got divorced. Brilliant. Oh, my God. Let's create a religion. We thought about it. Let's do it. Oh, God. Okay. We got some theories now. We send it. We're going to wind this down. So we got, um, I got some trivia, trivial things to say. Remember a uh, group called the Men Without Hats? Men Without Hats? But of course. The, their one famous song? Safety Dance. It's not, this, it's not, a, it's one of the least safe dances in the world. Think about it. You go into the. You're, I'm trying to think of the. the if you the went, video. you went, you and went they started the playing it. If you you danced in a club, you're going to hit somebody. Someone's going to hit you or hit hit somebody. So it's the safety dance. I mean, if you look at it the way they do, it looks like someone's going in seizure and stuff like that. They're going to throw you in a stretcher and drag you out and give you probably. They might give you. They may hit you with an AED. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Theory number two. When uh, someone said uh, to me, may I be blunt? Anytime when someone says, may I be blunt? The thing that's going to follow is going to be some hurtful shit. And they just, it's, may I be blunt? Can I tell you the truth? Or whatever, things like that. Whenever someone says something like that, they're just going to make, it's, it's a mask for saying something that's going to bother you or hurt you. It's a dig. Yeah. It's a segue to a dig. Yeah, you're... you're yeah, whenever you say that and say, can I be perfectly clear? Yeah, I know. You're, you're going to say something really dickish right now. Oh, oh, there's another one that I get all the time. And maybe it's it? just because I'm the only female manager in my company. Well, but I'll get people that walk up to me and they go, I have a question for you. I don't know if you're going to know the answer, but. Oh, yeah, that's. Uh, well, I have a question for you. I don't know if you're going to know the answer. Oh, well, they first established that you were authority. They first established that you were authority. And then they took it back. Right. They're going to say, well, I'm going to ask you a question because you look like you might be the authority. But then I said, I'm hedging my bets because you might have Because I get the passive aggressive assholeness and I've earned it. Right. So I usually go, well, then why didn't you get out of my office if you don't think I can answer your question? Why aren't you? Why are you here? They um, or just answer it for him and say, no, (laughs) (laughs) I bet you I can't answer it. Why don't you leave? Yeah. So we're asking for anything. Although, After the fact, like I said, I want to drink. Uh, can you make it good? Like you're that one. Can you make it good? No. I said, why don't you just tell me? <laughs> make it like shit. Tell me like this. Yeah. Where you, when you order a coffee or something, like, what I are we going to say? Do you know how to make real coffee? It will tell me how do you like your coffee. I would love coffee. to have a coffee, but I just don't know how you're going to make it. I mean, that's just like rude. Yeah, don't know. Like, oh, it's passive aggressive too. Right. It's okay. rude. It's passive aggressive ahead of the thing where you can say, hey, can I get a coffee with three tablespoons of milk and half a uh, Teaspoon of sugar. Right. So we call them uh, OCD assholes and stuff like that. But you know what? It's people that know what they want. And they say, well, one thing you didn't tell me, you didn't want to tell me the size of your mug. Because you got to know how many ounces of coffee you want with that stuff. And that's me being the asshole the other way. (laughs) Like this, you know, you can't just go and do that because you don't know how large the glass is, right? 
Teacup. So I had this really crazy guy come into my office yeah. once, and he never. I, I take appointments. I am by appointment, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to come in and do a closing, mm-hmm. you have to have an appointment, right? I mean, you're buying a car here, basically. You don't just walk in, and if you're going to walk in, you're going to wait your turn, right? So this it's guy, like a fucking old west. You go. I'm going to take that horse. I'll pay you. Four hundred dollars for that horse. Give me that horse. Here's four hundred dollars. Sign this thing. Tell me you're saying. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm out of here. So I get this this guy, this grumpy old guy, who comes in, and I think I've told you this one before. Um, local guy, and comes in, and he wanted to help. Well, I'm here to do my paperwork. I'm like, she's busy, and the, the, the rest receptionist is like, she has three closings. She she can't take any walk-ins right now. Why don't you come back at eleven? She has an opening at 11. Oh, you told him right? about this and, stuff. And the right, guy comes yeah. walking in. And he, and he comes back in. Out. He, com- he comes back in at 1. Well, I'm in another closing. Well, I told, you, told him to come back at 11. I don't have another opening now until 3. Well, I'll just come back tomorrow. Okay, what time are you coming back? You know, she was just trying to get... What time do you want to come back? She needs to have an okay, opening have for you, point. right? So he comes in, and he's huffing and puffing, and he's pissed, and he has to wait. He has to wait through two more closings, and he sits there, and I walk out of my office after I'm done with the last one, and mind you, this is in now impeding on my lunch break. Oh, you didn't talk about this on the you, show. This was I did talk show. about this on the show. I thought I did. No, but you're not going to talk about it again right no, now. No, no, no. Well, so what, I, what I told him was, I said, why don't you come on in? Yeah. And he comes and sits in my office, and I shut the door, and he, and he stares down at the floor. Instead of looking at me, he goes, I'm sorry I made you wait. I... I'm sorry that I inconvenienced you and wasted so much of your time. And he wasn't looking at me. Mm-hmm. He was like talking to himself. He was, he was so angry. So angry. He was so right. angry he couldn't look at you and say it. Yeah. So I looked at him and I said. Because he wanted to go, you fucking made me wait. I have more important things to do. Right. No, you don't. So I looked at you him and I said. You went here to buy a, a boat. I said, I am by appointment only. You literally had nothing important to do because right. you're out to buying a boat. Because if you had something important to do, are you a boat captain? Are you going to save someone's life on an oil platform? No. You have nothing to do, right. you asshole. So I just looked I at him and I said. I would have said that. Wouldn't that be great? I said, sir, are you talking to yourself in the third person? Yeah, I said, you're crazy. You should be making time to see a psychiatrist. So I looked at him and I said, this is an urgent care. Mm-hmm. I am by appointment only. Urgent care, they're going to triage you. Right. And if you don't have a life-threatening, they're going to take the life-threatening thing first. Yeah. So I said, You're so, not life-threatening. So if you expect me to apologize, I will not. I would ask you that next time you want to see me, that you set a solid appointment. You should I go said, like now, this. if you would like me to help you, I'll help you. But if you talk down to me, I will not help you. And you go can like leave. This. Rule number one. And he just was like. Rule number one. And wrote Jenna. me And look. Deuce bags to the back of the line. Meh. And hence, the big one middle finger. The one middle finger. Middle finger. I, I, your aggression, thumbs up. Your reaction, middle finger. Yeah. Okay, I got this uh, thing. And I'm going to try to help some of the guys out there and girls. It may have, I don't think this uh, graph works for the guy. I got this thing I was thinking about. Some lady asked how old. I could toast she that. asked me, how old do, you, do I think she is? Oh, I hate it when people say that. I know, and I saw it. Wow, and I do have a thing. I know exactly what I do, and I wrote it, I wrote down my things. From one to twenty-five, if they appear one to twenty-five, guess what you think they are. If she's seven, she's seven. If she's twenty-five, say twenty-five. They don't get. They don't freak out over that. They don't freak out of that. And then you're, you're, if you get it wrong, if someone's seventeen, they're not going to flip out. You say they're twenty-five, and if someone's way old, older, it's like. Yeah. But if they're twenty-five and you say 24 or something, they don't really care. 
you know? Now, 25 to 30, it's four to five years less. So it's 21 to 25. A 30-year-old, you don't want to guess a 30-year-old is a 30-year-old. Never guess a 30-year-old is a 30-year-old. Right, because they get all butt hurt by the fact no, they that they're want to be, you got to get you got to push that down to twenty five. I was going to say they want to be twenty five, like that. And because if you go way too young, you're lying and stuff like that. Now, when you get to thirty to forty, now this is the tricky part. There's a tighter window because you really got to bump that forty down a lot. So it's twenty seven to thirty. Twenty seven to thirty. Once it goes to thirty one, you go down to twenty seven. If you think they're thirty one, go to twenty seven. Thirty two, twenty eight. Boom. Do that. But um, you don't get past 30 unless the person is way over the 40 part. When it's 40 to 55, just minus 10 years. From whatever. Oh, she looks 42. Say 32. If they're 52, you say 42. And they really appreciate that stuff. 55 to 70, 15. So I know, Jim, you're saying like one year later, they're going to be four years younger than anything. That's fine because they're getting close to 60. You're going to have to throw that in there. When they're over 71... Plus, ads uh, for their cards. God, I'm going to have to see your ID. You know? And I'm not saying for bartenders necessarily. For anybody, I'm going to see your ID. I can't tell how old you are. Don't even guess when they're 71 or older. Because all these things, you can't tell. 100, she could be really a bad-looking 72-year-old. Right. Or, or she'd be a 35-year-old. You're going like this and go, what, you're 100? What, are you fucking kidding me? You're 100 years old? You look like you're 60. <laughs> okay. And warning, if you always answer high, take additional five off from whatever you think you're going to say. Just take five. If you're always high and the women are pissed at you, just take another five off. Just take it. Take it off. Don't even think about it. I was going to, oh, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be 10 years old. I'm going to be I'm gonna 10 years off. She's going to be 45. Make her 40. Make a 40. And be sincere about it. And they'll, they'll appreciate it. Yeah, unless you want the bar stool. Oh, I wouldn't do it. Fuck no, it unless up. you want to sit at the bar stool. Yeah. Or you have someone coming that you want them sitting yeah. next to at the bar stool, then make them, make them 10 and years And if you old. really want to make them laugh, you go like this. I said, if I really need to tell how old you are, I got to cut you in half and count the rings. Because you're that an old ass tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's the one. See, I have a really bad judge of age because, like, my mother is, you know, she's youthful. She does not look. She's 71. how old is your mother? 71. I'm 71. But if you looked at her. She looks you, like she's in her 50s. She, yeah, she, I mean, you'd probably guess maybe 55, maybe 57. Yeah. Maybe. So it's it's hard for me because I don't I look and I'm like I don't know and my sister doesn't. I always think when someone is. when I tell someone my age, so you're like I don't, Jenna. I don't know. I, I, I I'm acutely aware when someone is trying to butter soothe you my, up, soothe yeah. my ego. But I also and I go like this, and I go, I'll go with someone like this, and people go on and say, "I'm sorry, I remember that and stuff like that," and I go, "Well, so when someone gets a little thing about acting like they're more experienced, I said, hold on a second. Let's get set these. Let's get our. Let's get everything all our ducks in a row. Are you older or younger than I am? Because I can't. I'm looking at him and go. Well, the guy goes. I'm pretty sure I'm older than you. And I go. I'm 56. And he goes. Well, I'm 51. I go. Oh. oh. And I'm like, what are you? And you're in this difficult situation. We go. I'm so sorry, man. (laughs) You're saying. What are you saying? You're so sorry. Well, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like. Right. Yeah. I, I mean. I, oh, I, for but fuck's no, I told, sake, but it's I age. God damn. Right. But see, you know what I usually do is to get we people get, we off do the get, hook? We get bent up about age yeah. in this society. It's such a youth-driven... Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, um, I don't get... I used to have people call me old man. 
some of these guys I used to work with old man and some of the old man at the at the place I used to work. Some of those guys are walking around with Clint canes now. Yeah, he's a common old man. I go, wait a second, buddy. You can't fucking do that shit and wind up using a cane. You ever want to use it a cane? Yeah. I don't have the cane. It's just a number, brother. You I know. know, I usually just, you know, met, like if people come into my office. And of course, being a local freaking celebrity is part of the pain in the ass, too. That's why I don't like to go grocery shopping. Yeah. But the, uh, I usually let them off the hook when they ask about the kids. Because they'll be like, "Oh, you have kids too? Do they go to do they go to school here?" I'm like, no, my kids are grown and gone. And then they're like, "Oh, oh, well, you must have started really young." I'm like, "Not that young," you know. But that way, it kind of lets them off the hook because they'll they'll think maybe, especially if they've met my husband, they'll think, "Oh, maybe she's probably 35." Not even close. Yeah, you definitely pass. Um, you right. definitely pass for 35. 43. No, but you definitely passed for right. 35. So, That's an easy pass for 35. Or younger than 35. Well, no, well, I mean, the reason why is because of the shit she says about her kids. <laughs> yeah. Come on, but, don't be ridiculous. When you have, That'd be almost like listen, criminal. You go, wait you a second. Your mouth. Someone, when, you were right. That's hey, it. Game yeah, over. Game over. So you said her kids are something. There was some serious uh, laws broken. <laughs> Jenna, don't open your mouth. Yeah, yeah, They'll don't, think no. you're 32. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> okay. You know my fucking hey. mother. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, she's 43. She's 43. Does your mom have your voice like yours? No, mom has a deeper voice. Okay. She just cackles a lot. Speaking of that, your mom. My mom taught me a toast. Are we, are we time? Or is it time? Uh, we're at almost, uh, we're at 55 minutes. So I think it would be a I good time to start. It's time, time okay. for a toast. It is time, it's time for, for a toast. toast. Okay. You got your Mexican so Coke? I would. We like saying Mexican Coke. This, Mexican it's Mexican Coca Cola. So I can explain that. It's, this toast. Made with real sugar. Okay, yes. It's for every asshole you've ever met. Oh, boy. Okay? So. Uh, president president company <laughs> excluded. President company <laughs> excluded. 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 Okay, so. May your bloody piles infect you. May you grow bunions on your feet. May crabs the size of turtles crawl up your ass to eat. When you're old, decrepit, and a syphilitic wreck, <laughs> may you fall down through your own asshole and break your motherfucking neck. Whoa, I toast you here, here. from the, from the keys here. bartender to all you assholes out there. May your crabs Yeah, and if you're listening, well. you should. You're, you know what? There's no assholes listening. They've okay. already, those assholes are gone. I got to tell you, by the time I was trying to memorize the turtle line... I was in tears thinking about these turtles eating your ass because it was like just crabs, but crab crabs the size of turtles. It was pretty awesome. Okay, yeah. Oh, same, thanks for the toast, mom. And, and that's from your mom. This is mom. She made me memorize this while mom we were crazy. Yeah, mom crazy. Okay, that was a good one. Yeah. Well, we'd like to uh, thank you for listening this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll maybe we'll have a. My father sent me a poem. Okay. But I'll send that. I'll talk about it. We'll next have to week. do that one yeah. next episode. Yeah, it's not. It's a, it's kind of a toast. All right, you can do it. You can do, you can do this. It, it should be. You should read this one. Okay. You you're gonna have to read this one because it's the perfect one for you to read. Awesome. Um, I'd like to thank Papa Joe. Until next time, and I'm, Jenna. Until next time. Uh, this is Jim the Keys bartender. Talk to you next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.